welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. On behalf of Pastor, I want to welcome all of us to tonight's teaching service. Amen. Tonight, our theme for this evening's teaching service is how to receive the promises of God. Hallelujah. How to receive the promises of God. It is our prayer that at the end of this teaching, God will help us discover keys or discover things that will help us to receive his promises. Hallelujah. There are many promises that God has made to the believer throughout the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. God has littered his word with a lot of promises and it is up to the believer to discover how to receive those promises because the provision for the promises are already made available. But the how to receive them is the problem of the believer. But tonight it is our prayer that God through this teaching will help us discover some of the things that will help us to receive the promises of God. It is or God's word is full of his promises. Hallelujah. Anytime you open the Bible to read, you should be aware and conscious of the fact that what you are reading in one way or the other is a promise that God has made to you and to me. Hallelujah. Most at times we read the word of God without putting ourselves in the picture. We, we read the scriptures relating it to those who are mentioned in the Bible. For example, when you are reading and the Bible makes mention of maybe David or Abraham or Sarah, you, you are tempted to think that that word relates on, only to Abraham and never gets to the place where you can actually literally plant yourself in that scripture. Because we live in that separation or division. Most of us are not able to take advantage or receive that promise that God has made in his word. Because the reality of the scripture is not, has not dawned on us yet. We live in one realm whilst the scripture lives in another realm. But the promises of God should become a reality to the child of God. And only then will the child of God has the capacity or the ability to access them or to claim them. I pray that God through his word tonight will help you lay hold on every promise in his word. As we are rounding up the year, even in the month of November, in prophetic announcements, every sermon is a promise that God has made to you. 
For example, this Sunday we learned that there is an hour called the hour of breakthrough. Until you put yourself in the scripture that God has said that I will break through on the left and I will break through on the right. You, it can be like a story to your ears. But when you plant yourself in that scripture, that promise that God has made in his word in Isaiah chapter 54 will become a reality to you. And you see that you have become a partaker of that promise. Just as God made promises to those in the Bible, we should also have it in mind that in our day, he is still making promises to us. And you see, one thing about God is that God is not just making promises. <laughs> he is making promises for our fulfillment or for our claiming. Amen. When God makes the promise, he has you and I in mind. When God says that I will bless you, he's not just putting vain words into the atmosphere. He is very intentional about that promise and he is faithful to see to the fulfillment of that promise. But we, we see in the life of the believer that most at times, though God's word is sure, God's promise is sure. God is faithful. The believer does not have confidence in that word or that promise. Or the believer does not even know how to discover or receive that blessing or that promise from God. God continues to make promises to us. You would be in prayer. And as you are bowed down and you are praying in your room, you see that God will make a promise to you through the scripture you were reading or even in your time of prayer, he can speak to your heart. And you have to hold on fast to that promise that God has given to you, child of God. And it is only by holding on to that promise we, we begin to gain advantage and reposition ourselves in the place where we can actually receive that promise of God. God's promises are still relevant to every believer in our day. So when you read a scripture in the Bible, you should plant yourself in that promise. That God says that he will cause your feet to be planted. You should know that that word of promise is for you as an individual. And it's only by doing so that we get ourselves acquainted to that promise and we position ourselves at the place where we can receive from God. And you see, even if God's word doesn't come to you directly, maybe God hasn't mentioned your name by a prophetic word. Maybe pastor is ministering and he calls your name that Mr. A or Mr. B. This is the word of the Lord to you. Maybe that word hasn't come for you yet. But anytime you take your Bible to read, you should know that every scripture is a promise from God. Hallelujah. He says, I will not leave you nor forsake you. It should come to you as God promising you face to face that my son, my daughter, whatever you are going through, I will neither leave you nor forsake you. 
Hallelujah. It is only by so doing that we can position ourselves to the place of being able to receive that promise from God. Bible says that what God says to one, he says to all. So what God said to Abraham is applicable to you. What God said to Moses is applicable to us. What God said to anybody in the scripture, it is applicable to our lives as well. So when you are reading the letters of Paul, and you see that by his stripes you are healed, that promise is for your taking. That promise is for your reception. You have to receive that word. Hallelujah. And I pray that God would help us discover how to receive those promises in Jesus' name. When God makes a promise, he performs it. Hallelujah. You see, in, in our world today, there are a lot of promises flying around. Especially in the field of maybe politics or something. There are a lot of promises. There are a lot of promises. But you see, God is the only faithful promiser. <clears throat> only person who is faithful and capable to promise you something and never fail. Bible says in Numbers chapter 23 verse 19 that he is not a man that he should lie. Neither he see the son of man that he should repent. Hallelujah. Has he said and shall he not do it? It means that anything that comes out of God's mouth as a promise to you, he has the capacity to perform that word. But you see, God has promised and delivered. But the only issue of man is the reception or how to receive or how to lay hold or how to claim that promise and make it your testimony and bring it into reality. I pray that at the end of this teaching, God will cause you that every promise that he had made to you, you will see the manifestation of that promise in your life in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Every promise he had made. Bible says he's not a man that he should lie. That's why the Israelites called him the covenant-keeping God. He made a promise to them and he kept his promise. So when you read Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9, Bible says that when the Israelites recount what God has done for them, they called him a faithful God who keepeth covenants. A faithful God who keepeth his promise. So we are discovering that God doesn't have a problem of keeping his covenant or his promise to his children. The only problem is on the part of the child. On the part of the Christian. Whatever God has said, how are you prepared? Or what are you doing in respect to that promise? So that you can actually receive that promise. Bible says that God gave the power to make wealth. Bible says that the small shall become a great nation. Hallelujah. 
He says, I shall make you a thousand times more. All of these promises, how do you receive them? How do you convert them from being letters in the word of God to becoming a reality, a daily lifestyle in your life as a believer? And we should put ourselves in the shoes of those in the days of the Bible. Because the promise of God to Abraham came as a word. There was no guarantee. So Abraham had to know how to receive that promise. Because God did not make an automatic promise and perform. It actually took Abraham more than 20 years after the promise to see what had truly had to happen. Hallelujah. It means that he had to convert those words into action. And I pray that God will guide our, our path. And that every promise he had made, we will know the keys to use to unlock and receive those promises in the name of Jesus. The promises of God did not start yesterday. Bible says in Titus chapter 1 verse 2. It says, even before the beginning of the world, God had already promised. He told Jeremiah that even when you were a clot of blood, I have ordained it. That was a promise to the, to the young man. So God's promises outlive your life. It was said even before you surfaced the earth. God had already promised in his word that the only way for the believer is that he will flourish and goodness and mercy will follow him. And it's up to the believer to discover goodness and mercy shall follow me. How do I receive goodness? How do I receive mercy? I pray that God will help us in Jesus' name. God has never promised and failed. <laughs> never. Never. Your uncle might promise you and fail you. Even with your uncle, you know how to deal with him. That his, his promise he will deliver. Maybe you have some uncle who has promised you some money. Or some gifts. He keeps postponing the reception of that or the delivering of that promise. But you have a way to deal with him. To let him get to the place where he can actually deliver on his promise. How much more God? He didn't, want, he didn't just want to put his promises or make the promises available to us. He also put guidelines. Things to help us discover how to receive them. Amen. Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20. It says that all the promises of God are yea and amen. Hallelujah. Every promise that God has said to you. They are assured. You can bank your life on those promises. Are you here? Joshua chapter. No, not Joshua. First Kings chapter 8. When you read from 54 to 56. You have a very beautiful story that Solomon, after building the temple, 
was telling the people of Israel. So I'll read to us. It says that, and it was so that when Solomon had made an end of praying all his prayer and supplication unto the Lord, he rose from before the altar of the Lord, from kneeling on his knees with his hands spread up to heaven. And he stood and blessed all the congregation of Israel with a loud voice crying. Now watch the next verse. Blessed be the Lord that had given rest unto his people, unto his people Israel, according to all that he promised. Okay? There had not failed one word of all his good promise. They had not what? Failed one word. Hallelujah. So that should be your assurance that every promise that God has made to you, there has never been one word. Oh God. He didn't say one thing. One word. What God is very detailed. Whatever promise he gave, Bible said there has never been one word that he has failed in performing. May God perform every single word of promise in our lives in the name of Jesus. Yeah. He said there has never been one word. That's why when you are learning how to receive those promises, you should do it with all your heart because God cannot fail on his promises. Yeah. God's promises are very relevant in our day to day. So you see, he made the promises to them. Maybe Abraham, maybe Moses, maybe Solomon. He made their promises to them. But he, in actual sense, he made it for us. Are you following? God made the promises to them. But he actually made the promises for us. Because Bible says in Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12. That those who through faith and patience. Okay. When they achieved or inherited the promise. They are those that we have to follow. They are good example. So the promise was made to Abraham. But it was made that sometime to come. Roland will come and read about that promise and learn how to receive that promise as a believer as well. Hallelujah. So every promise that God made for his children, it is for our taking as well. So he made it to Moses, but it is for your taking. And this morning we want to learn a few things that will show us how, 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 how. To receive these promises. Hallelujah. Number one. The first way. To receive the promises of God. Is through. Receiving and responding. To the word of promise. We should learn how to receive. Number one. And also respond to the word of promise. So we will use Father Abraham because when you look throughout the Bible, someone whose life is very, whose life you can use as a very good example 
in terms of somebody who was able to receive the promise from God is Papa Abraham. Because he made sure that whatever promise that God has given to him, he was able to receive that promise. So let's open to Romans chapter 4 verse 16. Receive and respond to the word of promise. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed. Okay? The promise that God has made, it might be sure to all the seed. Not some of the seed. Are you a seed of Abraham? Therefore, this promise that God made to Abraham, it might be sure of all of us. Let's keep reading. To the, okay. To, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. 17. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, before whom he believed, even God who quickened the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. So when God was making the promise to Abraham, Abraham was nowhere close to having faith to even believe, not to even talk of receiving. But we will learn the attitude of Abraham. How Abraham received that word and responded positively. The next verse. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. So, so shall thy seed be. So Abraham had to make a move. Had to respond to the word that was spoken concerning his situation. So God says that Abraham, I will make you the father of many nations. Bible said that Abraham believed against hope. Abraham actually decided that though I don't have what God has promised, I will still believe and respond to that word. Hallelujah. His reception and his response to the word of God was immediate. God promised him that I will make you the father of many nations. In the next verse, we are seeing that Abraham believed that according as he was spoken, it shall be performed in his life. What promise has God made to you, child of God? And how are you receiving that word? Why is the reception part of the promise important? Because if you don't receive the word well, it will not build faith in you. Bible says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you can receive that word, some of us, sometimes when they are prophesying to us or giving us a promise, or even when we read the word of God, we think it's far beyond us. We can never get to the place of realizing that promise becoming available to us in our life. Yeah. So pastor stands here and 
is declaring this is our hour of breakthrough. When you look at that prophetic declaration and when you look at your current situation, you might not first of all receive the word for you to even get to the place of responding to the word. And you could see that Abraham just responded to the word. And when you backtrack and read in Genesis chapter 12, when God told him that leave your father's house and I will make you a great nation, you shall be called blessed and whatever blessing God gave him, seven types of blessing that God gave him. Bible say after that, Abraham left his father's house. That was how, what shows that the man had received that word. Then said, though I am childless now, I receive this promise and I respond to it in faith. Until we get to the place where we can also say, though this word or this promise doesn't match our situation, we receive it anywhere, anyhow, and we shall respond in the right direction. Imagine Mary in the, in the town and an angel all of a sudden comes and says, Thou art highly favored. You shall conceive. You shall have the Messiah. You, you shall conceive and bear a, a son and shall call his name Jesus and he shall save his people from sin. Mary at that moment even said, How can this be? It means that that word even blew her mind. But you see, the next verse, you see that Mary said, Seeing that I know no man, it means that he, he wanted to know how to respond to that word. To find out, what can I do for this word to come to pass? For this promise to come to pass. I pray that may God open our hearts and help us, give us a heart that can receive every promise. So when you read the promise in God's word, it jumps out into your heart and you receive it with your whole heart. That if God has said it, I believe that he's also able to perform. Yeah. Most of us don't even receive the word, not to even talk of responding to the word. In John, not John, in Luke chapter 5 verse 5, Bible says that Jesus, no, in verse 4 rather, Jesus told um, Peter, launch out into the deep for a catch. That was a promise that Jesus has given to Peter. That Peter, there is a catch. I want to give you. Peter could have received it or could have rejected it. But I like the response of Peter in the verse 4, in the verse 5. He said, We have toiled all night and gotten nothing. His reality notwithstanding, the circumstance you are going through not denied. It's true that you are not getting the answers you require. But nevertheless, what a reception to the word of God. How, how can we get to the place where when we hear God's promise to us, or when we read God's promise to us, we will not think that it is not possible. Bible says, for with men it's impossible. But with God, but until we get to the place we can actually receive the word, we cannot respond to the word. We cannot May God help us to know how to receive his promise. Yeah. Sometimes your mind cannot fathom how God can break you through. Yeah. Pastor, maybe we were standing here on Sunday 
He's declaring, this is your hour of breakthrough. You, when you look at the circumstance, how is this breakthrough going to come? But you see, nevertheless, at thy word, it means your, your condition can be contrary to the promise, but have a nevertheless reception. That is the only way you can respond to the promise of God. And as you respond in that way, you see that you receive the answer. In the next verse, in the verses, Bible said they caught a great multitude of fish that their net broke. I pray that as you learn how to receive the promises of God, may God give you a net breaking miracle in the name of Jesus. Yeah. A net breaking miracle. Because your reception is important to fuel your response. Hallelujah. And you see, sometimes we have to obey in full, we have to respond in full obedience. Some of the promises we will never see until the response is in full, total, absolute obedience to God's word. I pray that may God give us that heart. Because Peter could have said, I will not throw my nets. Abraham could have said, I will not sacrifice Isaac. But in receiving the word, it was one. But in responding, was another thing that facilitated the reception of that promise. I pray that our story will be that every promise that God has made to us, we will receive them in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's look at the second reason or the second way to receive the promises of God. Number two, we have to be in great expectation. Hallelujah. You have to be in great expectation. Bible says that the expectation of the righteous shall never be cut short. Sometimes because it tires, because it keeps long, you lose your expectation. But Prayerfully wait on the performance or the manifestation of that promise. That is the only way we can receive from God. Waiting patiently for the promise is key to receiving the promise. For example, if I say I will give you this pen, you have to wait till I give you. So if God has said that I will deliver something to you you have to wait patiently that if he has said it i'll wait for the manifestation but sometimes we can't wait we can't wait but how do we wait let's look look at a few things and we'll end today let's open to hebrews chapter 10 verse 34 help us lord be in great expectation that you receive whatever promise that God has made for, to you. For ye had compassion of me in my bonds. So, Philip, sorry, Paul was, was writing this part of the scripture. And took joyfully the spoiling of your goose, knowing in yourself that ye have in heaven a better and an enduring substance. So Paul draws, draws their attention to the fact that there is a better place 
or there's a better promise for them to inherit. Verse 35. Cast not away therefore your confidence. Hallelujah. Let not anything play or toy with your confidence in God's ability to perform or deliver on his promise. That which he had great recompense of the reward. Verse 36. Please let's watch this carefully. 36. For ye have need of patience. You have need of what? You have need of what? It means that every child of God, for the promise to manifest, you have need of patience. You have need of being in great anticipation and expectation by patiently and prayerfully waiting for the manifestation. For you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Wow. That is beautiful. That after you have done all that you have to do, you need patience. Because the manifestation there is assured, is guaranteed. God's part is always guaranteed. But our part says that after we have done it all and done God's will, we might receive the promise. I pray that may God grant us patience, a heavy patience, ability to endure and wait for the manifestation of that promise. That whatever he has promised you, you will not be in a hurry to consult other shortcuts. But you will be in great anticipation. The Bible says that the whole, the, the whole creation waited for the manifestation, endless manifestation of the sons of God. And sometimes it comes with great endurance, great patience. Yeah. You can imagine how long Abraham and Sarah had to wait. Child of God, no wait is too long for that promise. Wait on God. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2 says that, For the vision is yet for an appointed time. Though it tarries, it shall speak. Though it tarries. That promise that God has given to you, though it stretches you a little bit, is making you uncomfortable because you've not received it. In a short interim, have confidence that God will surely perform his word and come through for you in Jesus' name. Yeah. Because in his time, he makes all things beautiful. If you rush and pass somewhere, you will not receive that beautiful promise. So as we have lifted prayer from January till now, every prayer lifted, every declaration that pastor led us to make, have great expectation in your heart that it will manifest, it will come through no matter how long it keeps. Yeah. God will perform his word. God will perform his word. And we have to have the, the ability to endure small and wait for that manifestation of that promise to our lives. You see, I'm sure that in the days of the disciples when Jesus was telling them that not many days from hence or from here, I promise there is going to be another comforter called the Holy Spirit 
When Jesus was promising them, I'm sure they were, they were saying, ah, what are you saying? Who can come and replace you? Yeah. But that, that can be found in Acts chapter 1 verse 4. But you see, the disciples knew that if God has said it, he is also able to perform. That is why on the day of Pentecost, the Bible said they were all in one accord, in one place, waiting patiently in expectation of that promise that God has made to them. You can wait or be in expectation by even serving in the house of God. Yeah. And as you wait, as you wait, God will deliver that promise in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Because of time, let's, let's move on. Hallelujah. The next way to receive the promise of God is to be fully persuaded. To be fully persuaded. To be fully persuaded. What does it mean to be fully persuaded? It means that you are wholly or fully convinced that God would deliver on his promise. Romans chapter 4 verse 20. Let's read from 20. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Verse 20 says that, talking about Abraham, so we remember that God has made a promise to Abraham that he's going to make him the father of many nations. Bible says that, he staggered not at what? The promise of God. Through unbelief, a man who is staggering is a man who is not persuaded. <laughs> a man whose belief system has been eaten up by a sudden conviction. It is not easy to convince that person. Yeah. If you can indoctrinate one person for a long time, it will be very hard to turn his belief. Therefore, if we can also say that we are fully convinced beyond every reasonable doubt, I know that God is faithful and whatever he has promised, he will do it. You have to get to that point where you cannot stagger. Yeah, you will not shake. You will not shake. Because sometimes what will happen is that even after that prayer, the time you prayed more, the time the prophecy came more clearer to you, that is the time you, you face your hardest rejection. But you don't have to stagger. You don't have to stagger. You have to become fully persuaded that God has promised that he is going to deliver on this promise and I am totally in for this. I am fully convinced. Yeah. Because the moment you begin to stagger and say, hey, will God really do this thing or I should seek another help? You realize that you will prolong even the fulfillment of that promise or you will never see the fulfillment of that promise. The only option will be that whatever other option you are resorting will give you a temporal big problem. <laughs> yeah. 
But I pray that God will take us to the place where we will not stagger, where we will be fully persuaded. Yeah. A man who is persuaded is a man who says, I know that I know that I know that even if God doesn't come to rescue us, that is Daniel, this fire will not consume us. We will not bow because I am convinced that God would deliver on his promise. I pray that God will give us that assurance in our hearts. Yeah. Yeah. You have that peace in your heart. Fully convinced. Fully persuaded that that door of opportunity will open. That prayer will be answered. That declaration will manifest. There shall be a performance and a testimony of every promise that God has made to us. Yeah. You wake up in the morning and something shakes your face. Say, I will not stagger. You see, staggering can even come in the form of your confession. That confession can break the chain of reaction. God, you reacted in faith. Now when God was working it, you made a loose statement and you broke that chain. The miracle was coming but it just broke off because you staggered. I pray that we will not stagger in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And we will be strong in faith. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. I pray that we also become strong in faith. Oh, I said you will become strong in faith. Yeah. What does it mean to be strong in faith? It means that your faith is persistent and focused on the result of the promise. Hallelujah. And you can only achieve that when you mix that word of promise with faith. <laughs> Amen. So, it goes beyond, they give you a medical report that you have this disease. You have to be like Abraham, who against hope, believed in hope. Who did not stagger at the promise of divine health or healing. That though this medical report says this. I believe that the promise of God. Standed sure. And he would deliver on that promise. He would deliver on that promise. He would deliver on that promise. I think maybe we can end here for today. That God will help us. Become people who can receive his word. And respond in the right way. And number two, God will cause us to be in great anticipation and expectation for the manifestation of that word. And number three, God will cause us not to stagger. Yeah. Not to stagger, but fully persuaded. You know, a storm can hit you that you can change your confession. <laughs> God promised you that this contract I have given to you. But one storm can hit you and you turn around before you realize you are speaking another vocabulary. You are staggering. Staggering. That's what happened to Papa Abraham. One storm hit him from Sarah. Sarah fired one shot. Abraham said, bring me Hagar. He was staggering. I'm still battling with that staggering. (laughs) I'm still fighting because he brought another group of people. But I pray that God will not cause us to have a rushed 
way of doing things, but rather we will be strong in faith and wait for the promise. Because he will deliver all. He will deliver on that promise. The children of Israel when this is the last last part. The children of Israel when God sent them to the land of Jericho to spy the land. The promise is that I will give you this land. But when they saw the people, some people who were not ready to receive the promise said, hey, it's as if we are like grasshoppers. How can a human being become a grasshopper? I mean, the man in the New Testament who saw men like trees was even better. <laughs> he, he saw men like trees. They were standing. Yeah. But this one, he saw men like I pray that our confession will be strongly based on the word of God and it will fuel our faith. Let's read the last scripture. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 22. That will be our last scripture then we end for today. It says that 10.23 Yeah. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, wavering, staggering, without being here or there. I don't know whether this thing will, no. Let us hold fast. Hold fast. Someone have done a song like that. Or, oh, don't fast. Don't let the devil lie to you. Yeah, yeah. Hold fast that the promise that God has made to you will come to pass without wavering for he is faithful that promised oh i love this scripture See, god is what faithful that promise and he will deliver all but if we begin to stagger if we begin to move left and right we are not sure bible says that we shall not receive bible say a double-minded person is an abomination to god and he shall not receive anything good from God. The day you begin to stagger, the day you begin to be here and there, the day you lose your balance in God's word or promise, that's the day you cannot assess that promise. But I pray that God will help us in the name of Jesus. Shall we be on our feet as we spend some time in prayer? I want you to lift up your voice this evening and pray that Father help me not to stagger. Help me not to stagger. The weight is on your shoulder, but God, help me not to stagger. I want to receive the fulfillment of this promise. Help me, Lord, not to stagger. Lift up your voice and begin to pray that you will not waver in your faith. You will stand strong till the manifestation of that, of that promise is seen in your life. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray as a family and we ask that Lord cause our faith to be rooted and grounded in you. Help us not to stagger. Help us not to waver. Help us not to be tossed to and fro by temptations, by storms, by things that will happen to us. Let our faith be anchored in your word. Let our faith be planted on the solid rock of our, of our, of our salvation. Father, we pray that help your people not to stagger. In Jesus' mighty name, you have prayed with thanksgiving. And you shout your loudest, Amen. 
message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.